Hi, and welcome everyone to the Feel Inspired podcast with me, Amit Soda, and this is solo episode two. And these ones I like to do in a single take as much as is possible. So there will be a few moments of hesitation, possibly a few moments of stuttering or whatever else. Um, but I like to say what's truly coming out, you know, what's in my heart, what's in my mind at that moment in time. Uh, and I think that that sometimes is so important because it's nice to kind of hear purely what's going on in someone's mind, not something kind of like a, kind of like a pre-rehearsed idea. So we've been in the lockdown for quite some time. I can't remember the exact amount of days, but I think it's something like 45 days or something like that. I can't remember the exact amount, but um, it's an incredible amount when you think about it. You know, that's uh, we're looking at over five weeks worth of lockdown time. And it's um, been uh, for me personally, it's been an amazing time. I think we've uh, me and my wife included, you know, we've kind of enjoyed this time. Um, we've settled into a very nice routine. Um, we enjoy our morning walks together. I've begun recently listening to audibles on my walk. So last week I finished an entire book. This week I've almost finished an entire book. And for the foreseeable future, I can see myself easily listening to a book a week, easily. Um, and these things have kind of made made the whole experience for me personally quite a nice thing. Don't get me wrong. I know there's a lot of challenges for people out there. There's a lot of... Um, um, people who are going through a very hard times, you know, perhaps they don't have company or they can't get the resources that they need or they don't have the, you know, the luxury of having loved ones nearby um, or they're living alone. And, um, you know, people are going through the variety of different challenges. And of course, all the amazing frontline workers who are still working and for them, nothing much has changed except the fact that they are the ones who are now currently the outliers going to work and, you know, continuing their jobs while other people are just being asked to stay at home. So it's um, it's an interesting paradoxical time, I think is the best way to phrase it. Uh, but like I said, for me particularly, it's been a, a good, mostly a good thing. Don't get me wrong, there are moments where I think, oh, you know, when are things going back to normal, etc. But it's an interesting question, isn't it, about what is normal and are we ever going back there and do you actually really want to go back there because for me I don't necessarily want to go back to exactly the way things were I've been kind of harping on recently about uh, the fact that you know me in particular me personally I'm really enjoying uh, the fresh air at the moment you know I've I've noticed that I'm noticing when cars go by and the fumes from those cars. So I'm feeling it more and more. I'm feeling that kind of, you know, the quality, the nice clean air quality we have right now. And it does make me kind of, you know, um, think about the future with a sense of intrepidation in terms of, you know, when lots of people start going back out on the roads again, you know, what's going to be the air quality then? Um, you know, we'll probably, we we'll probably eventually will get used to it. But what it's made me realize is just how much of a difference you know um you know just even car fumes can make to the environment and our enjoyment of nature and everything else around us i mean i for one i'm a you know car advocate you know i think they're important things and in fact you know when i see the kind of uk and london policy about public transport and cars in general i just think we totally have it backwards you know we're completely trashing london's roads um and i think to myself why because it won't be long until you know we have um beautiful cars that are completely green and um in some cases may even help the environment and so 
why we're trashing the roads to try and deter drivers doesn't really I don't, doesn't make any sense to me at all. I think that once we get to a stage where cars are, cause no harm to the environment, then I think that's a good thing. Um, and there shouldn't be really a problem with cars being on the road. But at the moment, of course, that isn't the case. But I still think that we need to think about the future. You know, we're creating, we're creating so much of a problem right now. In fact, I think that we are the makers of our own doom in this country in some way because the roads are so bad now in terms of how uh, they're laid out that you know it's adding to the pollution problem and you know that for me doesn't make any sense i think to myself let's ease the congestion let's make things easier i know the objective is to try and deter people from using cars but that doesn't really work you know we've seen that firsthand that that doesn't make a difference let's ease it let's make roads more better more free-flowing um and then the pollution will drop and then when the time comes when you know we all have electric cars then you know it's not going to be a really a problem and people are going to enjoy the driving experience it's just one example i think of you know some backward thinking sometimes that we as a society do have and it's important to address these small things and make sure that we are thinking about the future in a sort of like a prudent way okay so what out of this period of time would you continue or would like to see continue the way it currently is um, what things are you hoping will go back to the way they were and what things are you hoping will change as a result now common one that people are saying in terms of you know I hope we continue to see these frontline workers the nurses doctors care workers teachers um, lorry drivers delivery drivers uh, shop workers etc you know we see them for the value they truly do provide right and really just shown how things can get flipped on their head in an absolute instant right um, and so, you know, I think that I hope that that continues that, you know, when this changes and, you know, we're sort of back to what we define as, and I use this term loosely as relatively a sense of normality. We don't forget that, that we continue to remember that these people are so important to us and their function and what they do. And without them, we're pretty much lost in times like this. You know, in the future, something else could happen, could reveal a whole other bunch of workers which are vital to society. It's amazing, right? And one of my coaching friends, she's doing some work in the shop at the moment, helping fill shelves and so forth. You know, I think it's at a Tesco or something, and it's incredible. I think kudos to her, well done to her for going to do that, because a lot of people may be like, oh, I'm not going back to be a shop worker. But she's done it, and, you know, it's good on her, like I said. So I hope that's one of the things that we do hold on to, that we do appreciate um, these incredible people out there who are doing an incredible job, um, a vital job, and that we don't forget them when things kind of change back to some semblance of what it once was. Um, so that's one thing from my perspective. I think also there's there's a lot of other things like, you know, I think for me, like I said, you know, I mentioned about the whole driving thing. I'm a car advocate, but I've also kind of I'm loving the sunshine. I'm loving the fact that I can go out in my garden and enjoy the sunshine. But I'm also, I bought a bike last week and uh, I'm enjoying using the bike. And I see myself now using my bike more and more and my car less and less. And there being less need for me to have a car. I think I will still need one because there's certain journeys I think I will struggle to do on a bike, which is just too too far distance, like going to see my dad, etc. Uh, and so I think I will always need a car, but it me you know it means that maybe I'll just go for a drop down a couple of models and just go for something a lot more simple and a lot more economical and more cheaper to insure. So it will save me money in the long run. Um, so for me, I've enjoyed this process of really discovering to love walking, biking, running even more, even with my injury, but I'm still loving it. Um, 
and realizing that I can actually use a car less and less as much as I love drive. In fact, I like going for a drive. Um, but I think also it's given me a newfound appreciation of walking again. I love walking and like, you know, uh, the daily five to 10 K that we do just doesn't seem daunting to me before, before, you know, walking to our local supermarket, which would be a good 15 to 20 minute walk would seem like a long way, but now it doesn't it just seems like around the corner kind of walk. Uh, so those are the things I want to, some of the, some of the things, not all of, but some of the things that I feel, I hope that, you know, from my perspective as a personal level, but also as a societal level is things that we kind of continue to remember and enjoy and appreciate um i hope we don't get back to the place where we feel so stressed out and chaotic about life that you know we feel like we need to go back there again um just today i was recording a video about imposter syndrome and you know there's many many people out there who feel a sense of uh, imposter syndrome right now because they're working at home and they kind of get a few luxuries now that perhaps they didn't and so it's causing this feeling um and for anyone who doesn't know imposter syndrome is kind of like a a phrase that was coined back in the uh, 70s when more and more women were getting office jobs and things like that and they were feeling the sense of imposter syndrome that is a feeling that you're almost faking or undeserving or unworthy of a position you're perhaps being uh, thrust into perhaps um, and so it's a common thing right now a lot of people are feeling it working from home they feel like do I you know I need to prove myself I need to do this that the other or or just being put in positions where perhaps they're not comfortable and so um this whole period of time, this uh, current uh, phase, I think is an awakening, right? That the working life for most people is going to change for many people, not everyone. But for the average office worker, I think will change. I think we will definitely see massive changes come about um, in the near future in the way that we work. And in terms of, you know, do we actually have to commute to an office anymore and I think as time goes by that will let be less and less necessary I know many organizations already have hot desking and they have a limited number of hot desks so you have to kind of book in your working time um, and if you don't get one then you kind of just work from home anyway um, so there'll be a lot more flexibility in the future in the way that we work and one of the audio books I was listening to now uh, is about uh, a gentleman by the name of Rich Rolf. Anyone who does know him, he's a he's a, was an ultra athlete, a vegan ultra athlete. He's um, retired from competition now. He's in his fifties now. But um, he was talking about when he was training, he learned that he could actually pretty much work from anywhere, and no one really cared. None of his clients cared uh, about where he was working from. Um, they didn't care really, as long as the job was done. And I think that's really important. Um, as uh, something for all of us to consider especially employees businesses that do you really care where someone is as long as the job is being done that's the important thing and it's been done well and people are feeling a sense of responsibility and personal pride about their work then I really don't think it should matter at all so moving forward as well this is going to change isn't it I think that uh, there'll be a lot less commuting people will be kind of uh, working from home in a more comfortable and sort of um, manner by which they know now how to manage it um, and it's again, there's so many, so many different things I think right now as well that are going to change and uh, things that we're going to be seeing differently or responding to very differently in the coming weeks, months, you know, because we know, you know, people who are thinking this lockdown is going to be over next week or the week after it's, you know, it's obviously not going to happen like that. It's going to take, take a long time to return to a sense of normality. Uh, and again, I use that term very loosely because I think we need to be flexible and adaptable to change. And it is so, so, so important to, to 
keep on being adaptable to change because you know things can change in the drop of a hat moving on to some bigger picture things as well i wanted to kind of mention that um there's a whole host of things going on right now isn't there about in terms of conspiracy theories and this that and the other and although i'm not a I was once a huge believer in conspiracy theories and there are certain things I still do think were, you know, not necessarily above board in the way that they've been portrayed. Um, but there are some things which make you question um, uh, what's going on in the world right now. You know, in terms of Bill Gates, you know, talking about um, uh, mass inoculation and immunization. I, you know, I don't necessarily think that's necessary, really. You know, you do a test. If someone's got antibodies, great. Then I have to worry. And if they haven't, then they can have the option to have the test. But knowing that they um, run the risk of potentially getting this condition if they don't, but it still should be their choice. Um, and um, and also in you know when you look at things like how they operate operate in America and the massive conflicts of interest that do exist. You know, you look at Andrew Fauci and um, you know the American Health Department, etc. And you look at um, how it's operating, you do start to question really the ethics of someone like that being in a position to dictate policy and yet also be the director of a company that's going to produce these inoculizations, right? Or immunizations. Is that really ethical? Is that really, really something we should allow in any part of the world? No, I don't think so. If there's any kind of conflict of interest, then that really needs to be called into question. Like I said, I'm not throwing out conspiracy theories there, but I do think that that needs to be really looked at incredibly closely. And then the whole Bill Gates thing. I used to have a lot of respect for Bill Gates and then I started to look into uh, some of the things that he's done with this whole polio thing in India and it didn't make me sort of question, but I'm still researching it. I'm just checking the sources to see if it's true or not. But it does make you think actually, is that person kind of what you've held them out to be or is it not? And so... I think healthy questioning is important and this brings back uh, another important point as well for anyone who's a follower of someone called brian rose who runs uh, uh, an account called london real and uh, he was getting he got blocked on linkedin and i think other platforms as well for interviewing david ike and it brought up this entire question of um freedom of speech and i, I i'm a huge advocate i think the fact that social media giants are blocking people who are you know, just expressing an opinion is downright wrong. I think, you know, if you if you were to witness, you know, a piece of violence online, you know, towards a child or something like that, you know, that is unexcusably wrong and should has no place on social media at all. Um, and but if you're just censoring people for expressing an opinion, I think that that is also wrong. I think people have a right to express an opinion Um Without fear of being blocked, I think that's wrong. I think they have a voice and they should be allowed to express it because um, the media sometimes express things, they get completely wrong, um, and but they're allowed. They're allowed to express their opinion. Um, other people are allowed to express their opinion. Why do people like, like I said, I've got no personal respect for David Icke and you know him saying out saying before many years ago that he was the second coming of Christ, etc got no necessary respect for him but i do think to myself how you know how can we block someone's freedom of speech like that that's wrong even people like alex jones no no respect for the guy or anything like that personally but i think to myself what, what gives us the right to to uh, block their freedom of speech i don't think that that should be allowed and people might say uh, 
you know, it's going to influence people. But I'm sorry, but media influences people, politics influences people, this, that, the other influences people. There's always the possibility of influence. But that doesn't mean we block everything and block everyone's speech, right? It's just it, it just begs the question: Where are we going to draw the line on this? Where are we going to stop? Like, get to a point where we we're not allowed to question anything. We're not allowed to express an opinion for worry of it being, you know, falling on someone and being made to, you know, you know, to someone who's quite sensitive to that subject. But us being being told we're racist or we're this, that, the other, when it's not, but it's just expressing an opinion. And I think that that is crucial. I really do hope to anyone listening to this that you do question things like this, um, you know, not necessarily to become a conspiracy theorist, but just to hold and you know hold and question these things in your mind and i'm just trying to understand them that where are they coming from why is it happening and what's going to be the outcome of it happening is it really in humanity's benefit and i don't think so personally i think it's a really really um detrimental to us as a society um there was a beautiful video that i came across on facebook of ronald reagan talking about this and um i couldn't tell you all the details but i just remember him talking about freedom and he goes, uh, someone escaping from a place like, you know, back in the day in Cuba or whatever, um, they were saying, oh, you're so lucky you escaped. He goes, no. He goes, I was lucky I had somewhere to escape to. But when you reach a point where there's nothing to escape to, that is re- when you become a real prisoner. And I, I do get concerned about that sometimes, that I think we're entering a situation where we have to kind of um, be absolutely politically correct about anything otherwise you're in trouble and that's wrong we need to be able to express opinion um constructively and not into a point where we kind of deliberately degrade people and intentionally degrade people um but we're allowed opinion and i think that that is crucially important so i wanted to share these few thoughts that i had about kind of where we go from here and coronavirus and COVID-19 and everything that's going on right now in the world and you know like I said there's some things I think are, have been amazing there's obviously a lot of tragedy tra- tragedy as well one of those words that sometimes is a bit difficult to say um there's been obviously you know a lot of heartache for people as well I know a lot of people who've lost uh friends and loved ones I got news that one of my um second cousins I believe it was who passed away and um they um obviously you know they they managed to stream the funeral online and so forth but you know it must have been so hard for you know her family um going through all of that you know at a distance it must have been horrible and so there's a lot of tragedy out there as well but i think there's also been a lot of beauty a lot of awakening Uh, i saw a poster on someone's feed that there's a disease that kills eight thousand children every year but we don't hear about it on the media and it's called hunger and we can easily solve it with food but we just why do we not hear about it it's because hunger doesn't affect the rich how true is that again not leading to a point of being a conspiracy theorist but it is a good point well made we're going to ask ourselves you know we've made such a big deal about this one disease but actually there's many diseases many people dying every single day of a variety of things so let's not forget that this is not the only thing that's happening there's a lot happening out there right now a lot of people who need help people who are starving, people who are, don't have the luxuries that we do, people who are dying of other diseases and are not getting the help they need right now because COVID-19 is taking precedence over everything else. And so 
I ask you, let's think carefully about, you know, where we go from here and making sure we maintain the level of freedom of speech where we're allowed to express opinion without the fear of being blocked off social media. Um, so long as it doesn't directly insult one particular group of people but shares an opinion, I think that that is absolutely fine. And that should never, ever, ever, ever be blocked. Because if we do, what else are we going to block? What else are we going to stop? What else are we going to prevent people from doing and saying? Um, how much censorship are we can employ? And, you know, it does that one. That's one thing that does scare me about our future is that is how uh, are we supposed to be a f people you know a race a humanity that's free and believes in equality but yet we are have so many double standards in that whole thing then I, that just gives me a lot of fear let's put it that way I want to say thank you to you for listening. If you're someone who's listened to this entire thing, I applaud you. Um, but I just wanted to share some musings I think were really important that may make you think, may um, uh, give you a little kind of pause for thought, a little food for thought, and everything that's going on right now, everything that's happening. And, and you know, I um, welcome your thoughts as well. Get in touch with me wherever you want, on Instagram, Facebook, the usual places, just to find me, Amit Soda, on my blog, or wherever else. Let me know what your, what's your thoughts in response to these these musings that I've shared today. What's your feeling about freedom of speech and kind of, you know, censorship and so on? What have you appreciated about this whole thing and hope that continues out of this? But, you know, and, you know, things that we hope you go back to as well in, when we reach that level of normality again. And what are you things that you're hoping that never goes back to normal that you think it should be the new normal now? Whatever it might be, get in touch and uh, let me know. I'd love to hear your thoughts. And in the meantime... I will see you in the future for episode three of my solo podcast. And I'll also be uh, speaking to someone, I believe, on Saturday, just waiting for confirmation, uh, who will be joining me on the Feel Inspired podcast episode 12. So I will see you there. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Amit Sodi here, signing out. But I will see you again very soon. Take care. Bye.